1: so if you've listened to this podcast before you'll know words like feature quite heavily so if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended I'd highly advise you to Esteemed deaf pals, now it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. (laughs) Well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life deaf-related anecdotes. And tell us what they're taking to the grave with them. A celebrity friend. Ooh, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> for just two ninety nine a month, you get all that and every episode completely ad free. <gasps> the dream. So, as the Grim Reaper says, get on with it and subscribe. Head to where there's a will there's weight dot com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke and welcome to this irritating corner of the podcast sphere where you finally have the time to go and see that film everyone's been banging on about but the dickhead next to you is rustling his popcorn. Some total wanker thinks he's important enough to check his phone constantly and there's always a bunch of cunty little teenagers snogging in the back row. Oi, you lot, we're watching Marley and Me for fuck's sake. There's nothing only about it. Welcome to... Where
2: there's a will, there's a
1: wake. As we take a left turn towards our final dead end, it's time to welcome our guests to this candlelit kingdom. While some podcasts like to talk about their favourite films, we're talking to a film master about what happens when the credits roll, otherwise known as your death. Because joining us today, my God, it's the magnificent... Sir, Sir Steve
3: Just Steve, please. Just Steve. (laughs) You're a little bit embarrassed by that. You know, it's Steve, it's Steve, it's Steve, it's Steve. That's all right. Don't worry about them. But it was
1: was such a great opportunity for Mr. and Mrs. Rathbone, who do our jingles, to to include that fanfare. I'm sure
3: they couldn't resist. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they could not resist.
1: First time we've had a night on here. There you go. Mr. McQueen. Mm -hmm. So, are you well?
3: I'm good. I'm I'm really good. Um, I'm, I'm in London. It's sunny. Uh, there's traffic, of course, but
1: yeah, I'm home. It's good. Good. And uh, what are you up to? Why are you here?
3: I'm just uh, doing some stuff on my film blitz. Um, I'm just doing some ADR things like that, and also I'm just doing some some art stuff as well.
1: Nice. Oh, what art
3: stuff are you doing now? Um, I'm making something, which I can't talk about right now. Okay, okay.
1: Bit cagey. Bit cagey. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that a little clue? Um, <laughs> possible. <laughs> so, yes, I must tell the listener that... Um, I mean, are we allowed to talk about it now, Blitz? Are we sort of...
3: Well, I can't, but you can. But, no, it's I'm, I'm you know, in the process of completing a film called Blitz. Um, made, um, it takes place in 1940, and... London, 1940. That's what I could say. Yeah, yeah. That's what I could say. And you're in it.
1: And I'm in it. Yeah. listener. now, I uh, dusted off the tap shows for Mr. McQueen because I think uh, yeah, I'll do I'll do a bit of acting about once every. 10 years or, oh, or something listen, like we that. Listen, we were
3: just so, oh my goodness, when you said yes, I was. I think, we, you know, fireworks went off. We were just so happy.
1: Thank oh, you, darling. Thank you. Well, me too. It was a real honour to uh, work with you and uh, the wonderful Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham, yeah, fantastic. Genius. I mean, this cast is pretty magnificent, though, because you've got the brilliant Benjamin Clementine. Yes. In it as well. Are we we allowed to say that? We should cut it out. No,
3: no, Benjamin Clementine, uh, Saoirse Ronan. um, There's a lot of great people in it, yeah. Yeah,
1: big old cast, big old number. Mm -hmm. And the lead is an 11-year-old lad. Actually, he he was nine when he shot the movie. Was he nine? Yeah, it was basically just turned nine. Oh, my God. Well, it was good fun. It was great to meet you and... uh, and to actually emotionally blackmail you about coming on to the podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you get Cummy Burke to act for the first time in over ten years, and like, well, oh, what you to say? No, yeah, of course not. But I never do these things. So there you have it.
1: No, I know. Everyone's mm. very impressed. Yikes! So I hope you enjoy yourself. And, and you've got this other, you've got a documentary coming out, haven't you, soon?
3: Yeah, it's a documentary called Occupy City. It we, we, we debuted in Cannes. Basically, it was based on my wife's book called Occupy City, Amsterdam, 1940, 1945. And basically what it does is it maps Amsterdam during that time during the occupation. So basically where people were hiding, where, where the resistance was. where I mean, for example, my daughter's um, high school mm. uh, is where the SS had their interrogation centre. Fuck you. So where kids are sort of, you know, jostling to put their rucksacks in their lockers and, you know, with them parking their bikes, that's the exact spot where people were sort of uh, interrogating and ex-
1: executing, yeah. Wow, okay. And is this going to be... Uh a documentary, when, when will we be able... Uh, I mean, is it... Sometime in the fall, yeah. In the, in the fall, fall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and is it in can. one part or is it a couple of it's parts? It's two... Well, I
3: don't... Well, the, the movie's four and a half hours long. Oh, you know? right, and, wow. And Cam, we showed it with a 50-minute sort of um, in, 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 intermission. So we'll see how that how that works out. But I think, that yeah, four and a half hours. Right. In the cinema. When, in
1: the cinema? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you think things, Steve, uh, sort of... Because with the pandemic and everything... It seemed to, oh God, everyone was worried that this was the end of going to the cinema.
3: I think people really want to go out. I think people want to be with other people watching yeah. something together. I mean, it's kind of a communal viewing. It's, it's something we've, you know, from day one of our existence. And I think people want to go back. To, I think people just want to get out of the house. You know, people want to get out of the house. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, Netflix and all that business is, is nice, but I think people just want to sort of have an experience rather.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hope no, so at least. Anyway. Well, fingers crossed. You know yeah. that it's all getting back to normal. There's a nice little war going on, and as uh, we're recording between uh, Oppenheimer and uh oh, and the Barbie film, <laughs> you kinda get two more it's, different it, it's, movies.
3: Blurring the oasis is that? It's kind of interesting. Yes, yeah, yeah, the like,
1: Oasis, Yeah. It's like that kind
3: of thing. Isn't it? Okay. Well, you know, any anything that gets people excited to go back to cinema, I'm for. Great,
1: Absolutely. great. So, before we hear all about the details of your preferred death in this fantasy world, from those who are carrying your coffin to what music you're having you at your it. wake, we want to know first, what is the last thing you ate on earth? Did you know that your time was coming up and line up a five-star tasting menu, or was it a microwave meal in a hurry? So tell us, Steve McQueen, what was...
0: The
3: Well, it's got to be my mum's food, isn't it? It's got to be, you know, some stew chicken with some sort of uh, rice and peas and some nice plantain and, Mm. you know, uh, okra and just lovely West Indian food for my mum. And maybe a roti as well. So those kind of of things which are sort of comfort foods, really. I think that will be my last hopefully will be my last meal.
1: And would that be, um, usually you'd have that, was that a special Sunday meal?
3: That was a Sunday meal for sure, because it took you know a long time to cook, you know, a, you know, a few days to cook it and prepare it. And then we'll have all sit down. And, you know, my family, we weren't really talkative, but we always had the radio on, um, you know, so that was, int- we always had Sunday dinner together, mm. always. It was it was like the law. And that was a wonderful thing to have, that kind of uh, communal you know, family sort of, uh, I don't know, Tradition, as such, I mean, in the week people were working, so it was very, very difficult to eat together. But on a Sunday, that was the law.
1: Mm-hmm. And where was this?
3: Where did you grow up? Ealing, I grew up in Ealing. But I, I, well, first I grew up in Shepherd's Bush, uh, then Ealing. Right. Yeah, so that was it. And we moved over. We moved to the um, the suburbs because you know my mother just got fed up with this kind of inner city life, and I think also my mum really wanted to have her own house, and we, we lived in a flat. We lived in the White City Estate. Right. And my mother got help from her, her, her grandfather to put the deposit on the house, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, lovely. I don't know, had I grown up in, you know, in, Bush in in the White City Estate, I don't know if I'd be sitting there talking to you now, because right. what Ealing offered was space, what Ealing offered was a certain kind of... Uh, a chance to sort of uh, have a chance to think. It, it gave me possibility.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Because there was a lot of park ceilings where you could just go to a park and in you know, Showbridge. There wasn't. It was. It was like parks surrounded by a motorway. Yeah, yeah. In Ealing, it was. It was. It was. It was sort of more rambling, and there were so many parks. It was just you could, you, know, you could dream. You know.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very important. Very yeah. important. I remember. I don't know if you ever saw. Um, it's quite a few years ago, but the actor Samantha Morton, she made oh. a film. Um, called The Unloved, Mm -hmm. about sort of semi-autobiographical, about growing up in children's homes and stuff in Nottingham. But, of course, what she had close by... Was the forest? That's yes, right. Mm-hmm. You know, so this uh, beautiful stuff I remember of the little girl wandering yeah, through the forest to forage, and, to yeah.
3: uh, have a certain kind of adventure, to certain kind of a uh, to ramble, uh, to 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 find find things yourself It's really important yeah. for a young person's development. I feel you know to sort of just, I feel that there was limitation obviously in a area where I was growing up originally. So mm-hmm. I was very grateful to my mum that we moved out. Yeah, nice. Middle-class living, baby.
1: Yeah, babe. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. It's true. It is true. It is very true. Right, so I think now we're going to move on to...
4: Oh,
1: God. So, how did it happen? Oh, how did it happen?
3: My father-in-law... Yeah. ...died about a couple of years ago. OK. I want to talk something about a beautiful death yes his death was very beautiful well beautiful i mean death beautiful well the same words and same yeah yeah, yeah well you yes, suppose you could he died in bed in his home surrounded by family all of us were standing around him and mm-hmm. it was just so wonderful to be standing at that moment as he passed uh-huh. it was great it was just really one of the, it's, again it was a summer day we opened all the windows drink covert as well which is unfortunate but at the same time we were fortunate that we could stand together i mean So just after COVID, otherwise that wouldn't have happened, obviously. But it was just that moment of um, something had passed as far as COVID had just sort of, they said it's finished. Is Mm. it finished? I don't know. But it was just just standing together around that bed. was so beautiful. Um, But my own death, oh, I just hoped to die in my own bed. I hoped to sort of die in my own house. Mm Mm-hmm. Be you're surrounded
1: like that, surrounded by love like that.
3: I don't know. Who knows? You know, nip by a bus. Who knows? It might leave. There, you know, all that stuff.
1: You know? That's it. I mean, unfortunately, we we can't really control. It's the one thing no. we can't really control, no. unless you save up and well, oh, get the dignity.
3: Saying that, saying that, mm. uh, my friend, Pooh, beautiful man. Well, he yeah, he's in Asia, um and um, yeah, he, he lives in Amsterdam. So. um he asked for us to come or have a Point I'll ask goodbyes to him, yeah, so that was interesting, uh, so we went over to his place, and he was lying there, and uh, just sat there and talked, and lots of jokes, yeah, yeah, and it was kind of beautiful, just talking to him, I thought we just had a laugh, we were talking he was very he was very present, yeah, so then we said goodbye, and I kissed him, and uh you know kissed his hand as well and um And then left. And then I. Then he told me, actually, it was funny. He told me before I left, oh, I want you to speak at my funeral. So I I, I, I was like, okay, it's all right, all right. But it was so kind of. You know when someone says they want to be feeling not knowing oh, that no know and not, to not, not, die. What are you talking about? But knowing that he was going to die, it was very strange. Very yeah, yeah. And then I did, yeah, I did, I did.
1: And one. so, and then, and yeah. then he took his own life after, after you'd all gone. Not that, not that day.
3: I was, it was. He planned it very well. I think it was like mm. three days after, two days after, three days after. Then the, the guy Misionesi came and sort of, um, yeah. Sort of,
1: uh, oh right, okay. So is it uh, different rules in Holland then?
3: It's not as easy as people think. Um, mm. But uh, there, yes, there is. A, there's a possibility of you, have, uh, you know, um, having euthanasia if you are at a certain point, and you know, in the illness and so forth, and the doctors, and you know, even the guy who did it. In fact, interestingly enough, my my father-in-law who died <laughs> spoke to him afterwards. The guy who did it said, "No, it's something he, he does, and he doesn't really like doing it, but you know, he knows he has to do it." Something, you
1: know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, of course. It must be very strange for the person that yes. has to uh, yes. do
3: it, yes. you know. Yes, yes, yes. And and those two gentlemen I just talked to you about, they died within 12 months of each other as well.
1: So, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, death, they say, is the last great taboo, didn't they? You know, and uh, I think we're talking about it more and more yeah. now.
3: I mean, was what was powerful about it for me with Pooh really doing that, it was that the control, I suppose, and that he, he said, right, I'm doing this. I was like, wow, I mean, okay. I mean, I don't know if I will have the the guts to sort of say, right, I'm doing it now, I'm doing it today, I'm doing it two weeks from Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. That's it. Bizarre, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah I, I don't know. I, I'm sort of, uh, I'm all for it myself. Yeah. And so so in this fantasy world, you've pegged it. Oh, yeah, go on. And uh, surrounded by your loved ones in your own bed mm. at a very old age. <laughs> um and uh, so what, old age. What, what do you think the public's response to your death will be? You know, you're a very renowned film director and artist and so there's bound to be a bit of well, a bit of interest. I was
3: thinking about this and it's interesting how when someone dies, next day everyone forgets, don't they? It's like maybe there's a little bit of a, it's like you're done. Easy. It's not even a topic of conversation anymore. It's over. Uh-huh. It's like you're off the table. Yeah, yeah. So let's get on with it. And rightly so, in a way. Rightly so. I mean he's dead let's move on <laughs> you know what i mean it's like who you gonna talk about going to cry. how long are you cry for come on mate we've got things to do
1: <laughs> yeah so, yeah
3: uh, rightly so rightly so so you know again i'm not, i wouldn't be sorry if someone says anything i wouldn't be sorry if, if if there's a kind of like it was all right but yeah let's move on i wouldn't be sorry about that i'd be okay great you getting on with it
1: uh-huh and what about your colleagues though you know people that genuinely know you and love you what are you what if you're in the middle of shooting something mm. who who, oh, who, Todd. who take over
3: I think Stephen Freeze. I like I like him taking over. I, I like it. He will, he, will, he will take over for me for sure. He's
1: good. getting on a bit himself now. Isn't I know I old. So
3: maybe younger? Who Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But um,
1: is he someone you always you, you always like his movies? Do you you like the? Cut I just of his think
3: jib. he's very. Um, he could do. You know. He could. Do, you know. You throw him in. I imagine you parachute him in someone, he'll, he'll. He'll. He could actually. You know. He's great with actors. He's very good. On script. He's Yeah, he's he's good. He's, he's he's solid. I think you can throw him in any kind of genre. and he, he, you know, you know how to deal with it. That's
1: very true. Yeah, yeah, he's very
3: good. Yeah, he's, R- a rare a rarity.
1: And he's he's um. Goddess Charlie has just informed me. He's also a, a sir. He's also a knight. Yes, I
3: heard. I heard. I heard this year. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, All that business. I, don't know. I
1: mean, <laughs> you're so blasé about this. I mean, when I first met you, mm-hmm. when we met that day, oh, when yeah. you were trying to. Persuade me to you, to, yes. to be in your little movie, and then I got into a taxi. I remember we came downstairs, and you put me into a taxi, and I said to the taxi driver, "I said uh, that was the film director Steve McQueen," and he went, "No," he said, "He's just been knighted," and I went, "No, you never mentioned. I, I didn't know about mm. you being a sir." Okay. Uh,
3: James Brown says, "Use what you got to get what you want." It's one of those situations where mm-hmm. what you the reason why i accept it is what you know maybe we could do something with it you yeah know, yeah that's what it's about you know if you could do something with it which is sort of uh productive yeah yeah and you know i'm not interested in, in that in as anything other, other than that what i could do with it mm. i have no interest yeah, yeah. and what one can actually help you sort of uh advance a situation for others and you know that's it that's I mean, it
1: yeah. which you do brilliantly i have to say do you regret anything Maybe having the ump for getting the turn of price? I I just
3: regret... I regret that I didn't have a a, a fantastic time with my dad. Mm -hmm. I loved my dad, loved him, but I would have loved to have been in a situation where I could just sort of... You know, his parents and stuff, but my dad in particular, I love the guy, but you know, it wasn't easy, mm. let's just say that. I mean, it's all right, but he was it was funny, he was a funny bloke, he was funny. Everyone else, everyone loved him, and was like, oh, your dad's brilliant, your dad's fantastic. I was like, is he? he was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, you know, you know that person, it's like, everyone's oh, he's fancy, oh, you oh, man, oh, he's all right, he's funny, your dad, oh, I love your dad, like, is he really? Yeah. Green's <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting that. Isn't that, isn't that funny?
1: And now it's really strange. Well, it's like, um, because uh, years ago I portrayed the teenager Perry with his mate Kevin. Oh, that's right, that's and, right. Fantastic. And it's a sort of similar thing with teenagers, that they're horrible to their own parents. Yes, yes, yes. And then they're polite little angels to yeah. everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of weird, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, mm-hmm. and my dad was a bit like that. I think he was sort of very gruff and very mm-hmm. strict mm-hmm. in the home. Mm-hmm. And then you'd meet his mates, like, oh, Pat, such a good laugh and... Be like, what? What the fuck? Mm, I've mm. never seen that side. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose when you're bringing up children, especially, you know, we both grew up quite tough environments, it's... really. It, the stress.
3: I think so, too, for sure, for sure. That's why, I mean, maybe I would love to be in a situation where I'm now and sort of hanging out with him or, or getting to know him and stuff. That, that, would, that would have been good. But, you know, it's unfortunately he passed. Fifteen he, years ago.
1: Oh, okay. So he'd seen some of your success, though. Yes, 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 yes.
3: <laughs> I took him to the Turner Prize. He was at the Turner Prize, and it was like he they had no idea what I was doing. And he, he said, "He's talking about me." And I said, "I said he, said, he was to my friend, John. My friend John. My friend John. So John says, Jan, Jan. Do you understand this? You, 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 you understand this?
1: <laughs> right, tough, yeah, well, whatever. Oh well, I'm sure. I don't. One know. day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now we move on to.
2: Animal. Or
1: this is reincarnation. Mm. <laughs> you look really. Oh, for fuck's sake, why are you asking me this? I mean, you can come back as any. What, what you yeah, want. I come back you, as a person? Yeah, of course you can. Per- okay. We're animals, so. I'd like to be a musician
3: for sure. Okay. Absolutely m- m- musician. Just a studio musician mm. playing on some great tracks. And. Um, I love to come back sometime, maybe in the seventies.
1: All right, nice.
3: And just be a musician. I love to be like if, in, a, in a Miles Davis band or mm. work with Miles for a number of years. I mean, just sort of playing off, I think that to react or re- off of something that would be great. Because mm. often, you know, in my life right now, I'm sort of I'm the person who, I'm the instigator. Yeah. But to sort of react to. Something could be really interesting. Mm. I mean, even acting could be great, but I will never, I'm never, I will never act in a million bloody years, but I love the idea of, of your craft because you're sort of, you know you could, you're, you're putting in your energy into something, but you're adding value to it's, it's kind of interesting. I love it. Mm. Riff off something.
1: It's strange that you, when you say you're because I'm not really an actor, I don't consider myself. Well, you're an, an artist, yes, an you're an, actor. Actor. an artist. I'm an artist, yes. <laughs> no, no,
3: seriously, there, no, no, seriously, there is a difference. And I always yeah. say that
1: there's actors and there's artists. Uh, artists are something else. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't call myself an actor anymore because you get little twats on a social media trolling and said oh you don't get any work anymore <laughs> you get all this and you know you're like listen twat it's my <laughs> choice <laughs> I choose, i'm gabby
3: Berg. you don't even know who i am go go study yeah go.
1: exactly <laughs> go read a book <laughs> right so you want to come back as uh as yeah, a, musician. I think a musician
3: would be great just because just to be in and also i like again all of these things are about an ensemble. All these things are about, again, I said I don't like mm. being groups, but that is, I think that was to do with school and, and peer pressure. But if you could choose to be in some sort of um, group or some kind of community of people who are like-minded or sort of gearing towards something, it could be amazing. Yeah. And the so, I mean, music is just the abstract. I mean, I
1: love it. No. Love yeah, yeah, it. nice. Mm. Well, we'll make sure that happens. And yeah. now we're going to move on to... The few So, lovely listeners, before we get into hearing all about Steve's fantasy funeral, if you find yourself wanting more fun death-related stuff, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we have bonus content from our wonderful guests. We read through your real-life funeral tales... The worst thing in the world is if someone comes in the house with dog shit on their oh. shoes. Like, I just, is, isn't that the worst? <laughs> <laughs> so send your stories to Kathy at deafpodcast.co.uk to get them featured. Plus, you get all episodes completely ad-free. So what are you waiting for? Head to or where there's a will there's a wait for details on how to subscribe. Okay, so back to the fantasy world, Steve McQueen. You've pegged it. What do you want to be for your funeral? What, what do you want for your funeral? <laughs> I'd say that in a better way. <laughs> what do I want for my funeral? Is it going to take place in a church, a stadium? Yeah, I, well, oh, I, 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 like,
3: I mean, look, I grew up, you know, I had to go to church every Sunday. Yes. I hated it. Oh, yeah. That's one of those things. And I, it was very sort of, uh, grew up in Ealing, so it was very sort of Irish, Polish, West Indian, Catholic community. Mm. So I like the idea of the church because I love the smells, love the incense, I like, I like the candles, I love all that, I love the ritual, I love the organ. The acoustics. The acoustics are cold oh, oh, blind. Me. The acoustics are amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, exactly. So all of those sort of senses being sort of uh, really kind of uh, given some kind of special feeling. Um, but at the same time, I love the idea. I mean, I, I live in the Netherlands, and uh, I've been to a few sort of uh, atheist uh, sort of uh, burials. They're so brilliant because yeah, people yeah. just speak about the person who they're bearing, and often you know because i'm catholic it's all latin and a couple of words here and a couple of you know all, all nice and mm. all that business so but i love these rooms i've been to where people are just talking about these people it's, it's amazing so a mixture of the, of the two where people can say exactly what they want and be as rude and as, and as, as crass as and they want to be and and truthful yes yeah.
1: Yeah. but yeah. in a church setting It's possible, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Yeah. I think you could do that nowadays, do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, our background's very, very similar, Mm. Steve, aren't they? And and your dad was a labourer as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was a
3: brickie, yeah. Yeah, that was my dad, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I used to, as a kid, I don't know why, I think my dad must have said it to me, winding me up once, do you know what I mean? When I was a little girl, I said, what is it that you do? He said, I'm head of the concrete. (laughs) So I just thought this was, my dad was really special because he was, my dad's head of concrete. (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, but that old, uh, the Catholic sort of, uh, oh, fuck, yeah, having to go to church every Sunday.
3: (gasps) Are you confirmed (laughs) that you you do that?
1: Well, yeah, but that was Uh, controversial. Why is that? Right, okay. you meant to get confirmed at what age? It's sort of 10, it's right, yeah,
3: 11, 14, it's like... 14, no, no, it's the last one. you
1: would be baptised. And uh, then a communion. Communion, where you're, where you're dressed up like the exactly, brides. And, and then confirmation. Confirmation, is it 14, 15? Well, it was for me in the end, but the confirmation was meant to be, it's meant to be the last year of yeah. primary school. Oh. And so we were studying confirmation all that. Anyway, um, we had a beautiful headmistress in our primary school, Sister Josephine. And mm. uh, anyway, some um, controversial thing happened and she left. Uh, I heard a rumour, whether it was all made up or whatever, that she'd fallen in love with a man. Mm. And uh, off she went. So then we had this headmistress for the last my last mm. year of primary mm-hmm. school, this new headmistress. I won't say her full name, Mrs. W. Horrible, horrible. And I missed a couple of lessons. You had to have these lessons. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right.
3: My God.
1: And I missed a couple of lessons because old dad was going through a bit of a drinky phase. And um, so it was always a bit difficult at home and stuff. And uh, anyway, she barred me from being confirmed. She barred you from barred, the last I, step of. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't allowed to uh, be confirmed because apparently I was a very naughty girl. Um, oh yeah, I mean it's outrageous, isn't
3: it? I mean, she she basically barred you from sort of God. Sort of embracing you into his faculty. I oh, know. How's how, that bullshit? Excuse how language. How's that bullshit? That? Fucking dare she. So we, can, we can say, we can swear Sorry, apologies. But and anyway, my, my um,
1: old foster mum, Auntie Joan, yeah. mm-hmm. she was very disgruntled about this a couple of years later. So now I was about 14, 15, and uh-huh. uh, Auntie Joan and they lived in Leighton at this time, and one of her kids, her actual kids, was getting confirmed. And she said, you're going to get confirmed as well. I can't bear the fact that you're not confirmed. Absolutely. But now I was a skinhead. <laughs> 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 and so I remember having to get a skirt and... Love it. Oh, and one of those little lady dye ruffle collars. No, have a fuck. <laughs> little ruffle collars, you know, they in me skinhead haircut, being confirmed with all these fucking 11-year-olds. <laughs> I
3: love it. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Brilliant.
1: Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This is an advert from Uber One, a membership to save money on Uber and Uber Eats. Cathy, how do you feel about being a member? Excuse me, big god Ollie. a what? Oh, oh, sorry, oh no, as in having a membership somewhere. Right, well, that depends on what, where and who. Because with Uber One membership, you save money on Uber and Uber Eats. Oh, double whammy, give us the deets. Well, I'm actually a member of this myself. and You get £0 delivery fees and 5% off your Uber Eats orders. You get savings on Uber rides, but also, Cathy, they throw in amazing extra perks, like a year of Disney Plus included when you sign up for an annual membership, which, as we both know, is great for kids and adults alike. Hang on. Savings on rides, food and TV? That's a triple whammy. It certainly is. And you can become a member for just 5 99 a month, starting with a four-week free trial. Gorgeous. Join Uber One now and save on Uber and
4: Uber Eats. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Goddess
1: Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, you're biting your nose and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua.
4: Oh, yeah. Now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing. I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year, or it could be the triple espresso I necked to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work.
1: Blimey, goddess. Whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right.
4: It's no good letting things fester and get out of control especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now.
1: Ah, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely.
4: It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental
1: health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's Better, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash wake. How are you going to get to the funeral? Is it going to be a hearse, a horse and carriage? Car. Oh, it's got to be car.
3: What's interesting for me about funerals nowadays is when I grew up, we just talked about confirmation, baptisms. When I grew up, it was all weddings. Yes. And christenings. Uh-huh. And now, in my life, it's a lot of funerals. And I went to a funeral, like, two weeks ago, it's... Which was in, yeah, these sort of Mercedes sort of large, those kind of cars and whatnot and, you know, one after the other. I remember mean, my, my first funeral, I remember mean, my first funeral uh, was uh, my uncle' daughter, I think, died of cot death.
1: Oh, my. Yeah,
3: that was Yeah, that was a while back. Wow. A while back. And I remember that driving all the way, I think it was, it was South London, but it was a long journey in my uncle's car. My uncle, my father, my mother, my sister, we, were, we all went in one car. I remember all those the journey going to i was going to a i was scared of course yeah, as a kid I was, yeah. like, I was i was like what eight uh-huh seven I was going to funeral what the hell what do i know about friend was had to go yes so I was scared and going there the the, the the you know the sort of um agony or the, or the prolonged agony of driving across london to get to this place where they go bury this, this little child it's heavy, 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 heavy,
1: heavy. That's very heavy. It was, yeah. I think the first funeral I went to was a kid yeah. as well. Yes. This was a kid who died in our school. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. He was a year above us. Mm. And uh, I think, I remember, he was best friends with my godmum's son. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of them tragic things of, uh, you know, when you, uh, kids, you rock on the two legs of the chair. Yes. And he was rocking, oh, no. rocking on the two legs, and oh, no. and anyway, he fell backwards and hit his head, and uh, and uh, I think, yeah, and it was really heavy and really sad, so incredibly sad. Well, that's the thing. Um, right? no. And uh, we all went to the funeral, um, his year and mm. and our year. So that was
3: that was very strange. How was it for you? Was it confronting as a child, in the person your school died? I mean, that's like.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're sort of. So I was what about nine? Mm. I mean, you're sort of aware of the tragedy of it, but you know, I didn't know the kid personally. I it. So you know, I don't remember sort of being terribly upset mm. we were just all, we were all upset mm. that this had happened mm. you know mm. so it was very strange mm. and the funeral happened in the church next to the school where we all go to church anyway so yeah that was my funeral for mm. big first one as well and you the same but yes, with yeah. a baby
3: yes god death. Yes, yeah wow unfortunately my uncle's first wife died mm. miriam and what <laughs> happened was that there's a thing that people want to prepare, prepare excuse me, prepare food. And they went to Billingsgate Market, the fish market. But we oh, yeah. had to get up early in the morning. So I was going with my dad. Come on, let's go. Let's go to Billingsgate Market. So we went early in the morning, we like like 3.30 in the morning to get to Billingsgate Market, to get there and I was like, what? And it was just to see all this fish everywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. in the West Indies, we cook the food and we season it. And this is preparation for this funeral. Uh-huh. So it was about five of us men walking around Billy Gaines' market with all the, you know, with all the, in the sea, above ground. All these, It's weird. It was just weird. And it reminded me of this film called Husbands. Uh-huh. that John Casavitti's movie? Husbands. Oh, yes, yes. When you get these guys sort of doing these sort of weird things, and they did it after funeral, but you're walking around London looking for fish, looking for certain things. And it was just very strange. The whole death for me was just, uh, which uh, is a huge eye-opener because it, it was something which was not talked about. This is why it's interesting, this program is so kind of fascinating for me just talking now because it's kind of... um. Life affirming in a kind of strange way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it's just strange. It's Same weird things. because
1: we were always told you ritual, shouldn't. Ritual, well, ritual. you shouldn't speak of death. You shouldn't mm. speak ill of the dead. Mm. The dead—that's they're, they're mm. sacred and. Mm. and but and, it's like, there's something ritualistic about it because mm. you have to bury the dead.
3: Yeah, and you have to talk about the dead. So there's something you're forced into this ritual somehow. Uh huh. Um, we're more like you know, every day, you know, you're not thinking about that. Yeah, interesting.
1: That's it. That's yeah. it. So with your funeral, your fantasy funeral, so. It's a mixture of we're in the church, yeah, yeah. but it's more of a humanist Absolute. sort of Absolute. ceremony. Yeah, I, I, mean, look, yeah. I
3: want the incense, I, I want the holy water, I want all that, but I want realness as well. I don't oh. know, you know, very yeah. still stories.
1: And what would you be wearing, do you think?
3: Yoshi Yamamoto, head oh. to toe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Yoji Yamamoto is is a Japanese fashion designer who I met. He's an extraordinary designer. Mm -hmm. I love him. And I met him a while back with his mother. I used to go... I think his mother just passed. She's over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. And she was a streamster. And, uh, yeah, he's a great design. Um, Emerged in the 80s with... um, uh, you know uh, some other, other amazing Japanese designers and uh, yeah he's just a great uh, yeah. I, I feel I feel me in his clothes
1: oh nice that's very good I feel me and a pair
3: of because... trucker shoes I've been going truckers for 34 years
1: Wow. Um, have you strayed into any other brand of
2: shoe?
3: Well, those are my, those are actually there's a lightweight sole now, so they, because they used to be very heavy, but I somehow they gave me that sturdiness I, I wanted, because, mm. you know, you're an artist, you're, you, know, you know, it's about your body and stuff, and they gave mm. me that sturdiness, but they've got a new lightweight sole now, which is actually even better. Nice. Which I love. A um, little bit of advertising for them. Uh, yeah, great, yeah, great, yeah. great <laughs> English shoe, shoe, traditional shoe sort of uh, factory maker, bloody bad
1: cut to the door being knocked and another couple of pairs of free shoes turning up for Mr McQueen for, for giving the the plug. Yeah. Is there anyone you wouldn't want turning up at the funeral?
3: I think those people know who they are and they won't come. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think I'll come in. they my... Uh, you know, I'm not a person who likes to to fuck around with, with arseholes, so, you know, I don't like that and, and you know, I don't... know. Don't fuck with me. Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> No. Great. Even when you're dead, fuck off. That exactly. Yeah. And what about dress code for for the congregation? Would you oh, want dress then? up? Yeah, dress yeah, up.
3: Yeah. Make a, make an effort. You know, it's a, it's it, it's traditional. Make an effort because it feels. Again, make an effort. Yeah, for sure. Go make an effort.
1: Look, 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 good. Yeah, for sure. You want everyone in their finery, and
3: why not? Yeah, I think also as a, as a black people, you know, again, when I grew up in the black community, church was like, oh, cool, blimey. Blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> it's all clothes are very important because when you're poor, you don't have that shit. So when you get a bit of money, okay, I could get this again. And it it makes you feel again. You know, you, there's so many disadvantages in in the environment. You just you want something to prop you up a little bit
1: mm-hmm. and to
3: feel good about yourself. So yeah, yeah for
1: sure. I love... Um,
3: I mean, also, I'm a Londoner because fashion, London, it was all about... I mean, you're skinhead. You were this... It was all about certain tribes, a certain kind of way of doing things or putting mm, things together. And it didn't, it didn't have to be expensive. It didn't have to be about that money. It's about... What I love about London, if you're wearing a great pair of shoes or you're wearing a, a beautiful blouse, you'll get that kind of, like, nod. You'll get that, that nod of sort of, like, yeah, yeah. sort of mm, You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Yeah,
1: for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. In one of your... The series, the Small Axe series, the Lovers Rock uh, film... Um, it's so beautiful. And and the clothes.
3: Well, that was Jacqueline Duran. I was talking to Jacqueline Duran about yes. that. And you know, she was she's she the main costume designer. Just, just talking about that period. I remember my mother, when she went to blues, mm-hmm. they, had to get, they had to buy the pattern yeah. on the Monday in the market. And all the way through the week, they'd be making that dress for the blues on Saturday. Wow, gorgeous. Singer sewing machines.
1: Yes. Mm. Well, I think the reason I was uh, sort of punk and skinhead and all that business—it was—it was mostly about the, the clothes. I mean, I loved the music. Yeah. I mean, the horrible thing about being a skinhead is everyone thought you were a little racist. Mm. you know what I mean? No. And that—and that was. Yeah, uh, I knew I knew black skinheads in the. I knew black skinners. Exactly, and and with the old uh, the two tone thing and Jerry yeah. Dammers and all that business, but it was sort of horrible that then. He got hijacked. It did get fucking hijacked, and and yeah. that was that was. I horrible. mean, the
3: roots of Skinner's is, is Jamaican, so I mean, it's kind of it's exactly. so, so quite funny. Or you you know, one I would thing just... I really wanted from Skinner's was that oh, I love those jeans, you know, the bleach jeans where they tie them up and put them in bleach. And oh there? yes, ah, dude, I do that. I know I, I
1: want a pair of those. Yeah, but that was that's all homemade again. I know homemade doing, again, doing it at home. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I never had those. My my mate Debbie did.
3: Remember the casuals and people was afraid. I don't know, for the casual days, it's a of the pants, the pants at the bottom, yes. with a razor blade, all that kind of, all those things that people used to do, and many working class kids just want to sort of, you know, escape, or not even escape, or just be, feel special. That's it,
1: I've forgotten about the casuals. Were mm. the casuals the same as Soul Boys?
3: I suppose so. Yeah, there were sort of. I, I imagine they were sort of. Uh, yeah, because so is weird. Remember, they're the massive quiff. They're the massive. They're the massive quiff, oh, and they're yeah. the white socks and the pointy shoes. Yes. But I think they amalgamated into casual because that's when the sports stuff came in. There was people going off oh, to, to yes. Europe and finding out in France, getting the Adidas stuff and the, and the Nike stuff. Maybe Adidas and Nike. And I mean, remember Fila Bj and Toshini. Uh-huh. That was the Wimbledon stuff and Bjorn Borg and McEnroe. I remember that we had a we. It was really cool kneeling because I think there was the the, the start of all that stuff with the 501s. Remember the
1: distressed the, the 501s? Yes. It's great. Um there's a we were talking about it this morning with the goddesses, as a great lovely documentary on Netflix at the moment about Wham.
3: Oh yes, I see it. I saw it. Ah, oh. My one of my first concerts was Wham. Amazing. Gary Crowley. <laughs> Lyceum in the strand and my sister went with her friends and my mum said you got to bring Steve and I said like, <laughs> yet yeah, you got to bring Steve so Reese, yeah that was one of their first promotional concerts the uh, wham yeah. and it was um called Blimey who else was there oh, yeah Licey, Charlie, Gary Crowley Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. wicked and he had the he had the beef he had the sort of uh, the Sherlock Holmes hat the sort of deer stalker dare hat deer stalker and hat and someone stole his hat on stage and he it <laughs> back, give my hat back
1: and he'd go <laughs> hat
3: back oh that was hilarious Gary Crowley wow mm.
1: was it Pepsi and Shirley or was it still was it still DC Lee DC Lee was
3: there it was earlier so days. that's the very early yeah, days yeah yeah 80,
1: was it 83
3: 83 82 Two two, two. Yeah, you must it. be eighty-two olds. then I was twelve. Yeah, my sister. Amazing, and that was see.
1: your first concert.
3: Yes, yes, the first live I've ever seen anything live like that, and they was doing the young girls here and oh yeah with the sort of espadrilles and, and the sort of yes, the espadrilles and
1: the they were very yeah, much sort yeah. of soul boys, total
3: soul boys. Yeah, that was before
1: Casuals. Yeah, yeah, just before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, that's so impressive that that was your first strand. concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. sister's it. so pissed off. She was it? so pissed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I know she was there with her friends. She where you'd and we used to line up, you know, used to line up before you got in there, you know. So it was yeah. so funny. Oh god, it was so embarrassing for her. But I loved it. Of course.
0: <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this
1: short break. We've got a big question for you now. Buried or cremated? I think
3: buried, uh, it's been a t- tradition in my family uh, to be put in the ground.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And also, I burning, oh my God, blimey. I went to an art of my funeral and it's like, to be put in flames now? Uh, no, I just, the oh, yeah, of... But then again, you get rot, you rot, I,
1: I don't even well, know. Well, n- none of it's nice. No. I mean, none no. of it's nice. The outcome isn't that great whatever happens but you are oh. dead you're not gonna you feel dead. anything you know
3: actually interesting story i um i actually helped dress my father
1: oh did you yes okay. I, went to, I
3: went to the undertakers and because my uncle he was wasn't, wasn't a bad dude he said steve you should come along you should help dress your father so i went there and i saw that he's you, see, you know, his, his his hands were, were, were like look at there you know they had done all the embalming and whatnot and i just mm-hmm. held his hand it was really weird yeah, see, my dad's dead, and I'm holding his hand, and he's got the shirt on, he's got the shoe, they got got his shoes on, but then I realised, you know what? There was something non-elegant about him not having gloves on.
1: Oh, okay.
3: So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go and get him some white gloves. So then I went there was a place in the Eden Broadway that was a gentleman's shop. I don't know if it's still there, where they had these kind of like white gloves. Mm. I just love the idea of him having these beautiful white gloves. Mm. So I remember lifting his hand up, and then putting the gloves on his hand. I remember he had an accident at work a long, long time ago when I saw, I think a hammer fell on his, on his thumb. There was a little scar on his thumb. I remember holding his hand and saying, oh, that's that scar there. And anyway, I put the gloves on his hand. But it was interesting to touch him when he was dressed. And yeah, and I put that scene in Widows. Yeah. The scene in Widows when Viola Davis is um, putting on gloves on her son.
1: Right. So I, yes. want to, I want to
3: mark that moment with that. It's a very, she, was, she 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 broke down doing it. It was, it was extraordinary, but she you know, she portrayed it in that movie. But I mm. want to mark it with that visual. Yeah, yeah. You know? So um, so yeah, I would be. I'll be in a coffin. Hopefully, uh-huh. uh, I think I will be in
1: a coffin. I had to I remember uh, when my on. dad passed. I was holding his hand yes. as he died, and it was the strangest feeling because suddenly. My dad had big hands, mm, build, big big old yeah. hands, but his hand felt smaller than mine yeah. when I held it. Mm-hmm. Did your dad feel smaller to you somehow?
3: I just felt privileged. It felt kind of beautiful in yeah. a way, but it's it's fucked. Excuse my language. It's it, it is what it is, isn't it? In the end of the day, you know, you know. I think you know. It's it's a bit weird. I think the whole thing is just. Um, it just propelled you to sort of live for now and again yeah. it's called cliche cliche but it is it's like that you just don't fucking moan half full or half empty Come that's on. it that's just it. Get on with it
1: but that i think that's a very beautiful thing that you did for your dad there because uh not everyone is able to well yeah i never thought i would be bloody able yeah yeah yes. well we'll make sure you're buried okay so the
2: will and the wake
1: I love that bit of organ at the end. Doo, doo, doo. Okay, so you've been laid to rest. But what's happening? What's the wake?
3: A good party, a good good music. Mhm. Like a blues, like a good party, long all night long. Yeah. Good drink, just a good vibe, but really good music and the, and a good drink, and that's it. And and the people enjoying themselves and mm-hmm. uh, you know having a good laugh. That's what I would very much like. Yeah. For sure, absolutely. Some great food, of course, absolutely, and just people just enjoying themselves and having the, you know having a fag and. <laughs> and, and just all of those things that I saw when I was a kid and then grew up with and playing, partying with and all that kind of stuff and people just laughing and that's it enjoying life yeah I would love that I would very much like that please please hope, hope that happens
1: oh yes I'm sure it will and and any sort of particular sort of music cause it's got to be a bit more lively than old we love Miles, but
3: no, no, no. That was just a, that maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's too cliche, even, even for me for a funeral. But I thought, no, I thought, no. I thought that I thought that would just settle people, and then we could start rocking and rolling. Yeah. No, definitely. I like soul music, bit of <laughs> reggae, bit of love and rock. But yeah, generally, yeah, a lot of a lot of that kind of up music for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's what I would like dancing. Dancing, a lot of da- it's all about dancing. Yeah.
1: Nice. Okay, so let's talk about the will. So what you got? Who's going to get it? Boring answer. Sorry, even to the kids and my wife.
3: Well, yeah, but okay. But, 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 (laughs) no, I would like to set up, no, I would like, but I would like to set up something, I just think opportunity for people to do something, so that I would like to, if I could put some stuff, money aside for just sort of some kind of organisation that helps sort of working class kids to sort of, you know, allow their dreams to sort of transpire, even if they don't get there, but at least they tried. I think that's what I like. I mean, the freedom to sort of choose, the freedom to sort of... As you say, to fail the freedom are sort of at least the issue that you you had to go, yeah, yeah, and the freedom to succeed too. So I think that just a good quality of life. So something, some, something where I can set up something where people have an opportunity to do things where they can actually uh, have an opportunity, but things that I never had my, myself, which I had to fight
1: for. Nice. Well, Steve McQueen, Knight yeah. of the Realm, mm, OBE, CBD. CBG oil what is it CBG <laughs> uh, you've HD. accepted I got offered one of them said, you said nah, nah 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 mate I was, stick I was, it. I was the mug don't worry about it no, no 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 I think that your reasons for accepting all this are, are good and valid what did they offer you do you know what I mean what did I get offered the OBE <laughs>
3: Nah. A day, mate.
1: Forget that no, shit. Fuck. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's been great. Honestly, it's been really wonderful having you on this. And uh, any idea when Blitz might be available? To I watch?
3: don't know. Uh, we're still working on it, and mm. I've been looking at you and and your performances for the last. Uh, Two and a bit, months and it's, it's going well. So, I'm very excited, extremely excited about it. In, in fact, so we, we're, not, we're not too sure yet, but okay. The, you know, we're doing all the other things to around it to sort of yes. finish it.
1: And I'll just tell that I do a very small part in this. There's a lot of people, no. there's a lot of people in this, and we're all doing sort of some of us are doing quite small parts. So, don't be there expecting it to be all about calf. Because it's uh, not
3: going to. be. Curthy, you what you, you what you've done in this picture, but also you've done in in, in other pictures is that you're like a, a, a someone throwing a pebble in, in a lake, and the 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 reverberations go throughout. So it's it's kind of funny because I'm I'm cutting this thing, I'm putting it together, and I'm looking at this thing. Hell. It's the reverberations, just the fact that you're there. Gives it, you know. It's, it's a weird thing when the, when the, when the presence isn't in the picture, and you know the presence coming back, but it, it, it has an echo effect. It, it it just lifts the whole thing up.
1: Oh, darling. And well, again,
3: I'm not a oh, good. Like, I'm saying this in front. Of, I'm back. Like, I'm talking to you, but I'm talking yeah, like, like, like to listen, like, the But
1: it, it was great, and and um, an I'm I'm really fucking glad I did it actually because I was sort of umming and ahhing wasn't I? you, you, <laughs> you, as, you as, and, and as you know, because I am quite grumpy. Yes, on the are. old set. <laughs> but <and> you, but <laughs> I,
3: you, 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 you tolerate that with because you have magic and also people love you on set
1: you know that yeah well you know because i'm grumpy but i'm quite funny with it and also I'm polite
3: uh, yeah but also, also you're a bit of a legend in that way so people just love you know okay enough, enough but it was enough, a good enough. atmosphere it was, it was
1: great I, I've you're got good. everything it's going to be a great film I think and I'm very very proud no. to have taken part I'm very very proud you've taken part in our little podcast or Where yeah. There's a Will There's
3: a way. F- it's been really kind of weird and I, I didn't know what to expect <laughs> but I didn't know what to expect but it's actually you know I feel a bit of a episode. misstep so like, okay someone's good. like you've talked about death well okay let's go and live now yeah let's go.
1: exactly let's go out let's pound the streets yeah. and show everyone that's our right. happiness that's
3: right and not down by a bus immediately
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> splat <laughs> oh. oh thanks so much he's going thank you, thank you he's going beautiful but well, that this was good
3: going. i enjoyed oh, I that. thank you
1: he's gone You've been listening to Where There's a Will There's a Wake With me, Kathy Burke This is a Sony Music Entertainment production My senior producer is Charlie Morell, And my producers are Naya Dio and Katie Bowden Or as I like to call them My producer goddesses Sound engineer is Ed Gill Additional production and development from Chris Skinner. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson.